Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. I'm Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And my counties that I get to cover are Kane, DuPage, and Kendall. <clears throat> and in the uh, studio with me, maybe for the final time as spring farming is going to begin to crank up, is Russ Higgins. He's our uh, uh, commercial agriculture educator for the northern Illinois area. And how are you, Russ? Richard, I am great. This is an exciting time of year. Well, I, can, I can imagine. Uh, <clears throat> every day things change. Um, <clears throat> in this last show that we have here, I really wanted to cover a couple of things that are very important to farmers, but they're also very important to um, environmentalists and homeowners. And I want to really talk about uh, uh, three areas, really, uh, soil health, um, the nutrient status in the soils, and the give or take or plus or minus uh, aspects of how all that works with our water quality and um, nutrient control in, in, in uh, field tile uh, uh, water that makes it into the creeks and ditches. So um, you can start on any one of those three and I'd be happy. Okay. You know, why don't we start out with soil health because it's, it's really sort of a, a new concept as far as production agriculture you know, we have studied uh, soil chemistry. Uh, we have studied the physical aspect of soils uh, for a number of years. And while we knew that something was taking place in the soil from a living perspective, from a biological perspective, it's something that not a lot of research was going into. But that certainly has changed. Uh, we're, we're looking at our soil uh, microflora and, and, and uh micro uh, uh, animals that actually live in that climate now really from a new perspective and and we think that if we can make sure that we keep that population active uh, that it's going to enhance our yields and in addition to that that's going to help us control some of the nutrient load uh, that we have in our soil so uh, again it's, it's sort of a, a new concept uh, and one of the ways that we're trying to enhance that is do decrease tillage on our soils. There's been a renewed interest in no-till. Uh, we're also looking at trying to have living roots in our fields for as long as we can. Now certainly, at least in a normal year, uh, we have winter months, and uh, but that still allows us after our traditional annual crops that are normally harvested in late September or October and then not planted again until April, uh, there's about a seven-month period where the fields lay fallow and we're trying to plant crops in there uh, that are going to grow late in the fall and perhaps a little bit in the spring that provide a, a source of food uh, for these uh, organisms. Mm -hmm. Well I know um, lawn, lawn care for example is kind of headed the way you just suggested. We're very aware now that for that microflora the, those soil organisms that are in the soil that can be so beneficial to the the, the condition and the health of the plant um, uh, really need uh, a source of carbon and that comes from as you say plant roots and other things and and um, so a lot of homeowners are very interested in beginning to fertilize with things other than synthetic fertilizers for that very reason if we can if they can incorporate some sort of composting or quality black dirt is a top dress material and, and feed the flora, they in turn will 
naturally then in a kind of a symbiotic way, and I'm sure this happens in, in corn as well, uh, help feed the lawn, in your case, help, help feed the corn. So um, I'm, I'm glad to see everybody's thinking in that direction because I think down the road that's really going to be really be important. So didn't mean to break in here, but I think that's a, that's a good point about soil health between agriculture and horticulture and even into the home lawns. And, and uh, you know, a gardener knows to, in, to have a better garden crop, you know, to incorporate compost and incorporate things of that sort. Uh, and it's, it really does need to move into all these other areas. Um, in terms of then, um, you know, I, I mentioned, I use the phrase uh, nutrient status. Um, the farmer has to balance um, early or late applications. I'm guessing in hoping judge and hoping to be able to judge when the crops are really going to actively be able to take this material up. So we've always had the recommendation that's come out of the University of Illinois that the best time to apply nutrients is, is closest to the time that the plant is going to need those nutrients. And of course, we use the three major nutrients: nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. But most of the research as far as a nutrient that could possibly leave the soil profile is based on nitrogen and that's because uh, nitrogen very quickly can convert to the status of nitrate and nitrate is water soluble which means that it'll move up and down in the soil profile uh, with moisture levels so if you get a heavy rain it'll be pushed down if it starts to dry out uh, it can go deeper in the soil profile as well now if you have a tiled soil in most of central and northern Illinois, there are thousands of acres that are tiled. Uh, as a matter of fact, as I drove the countryside this winter because of the mild winter, I saw even more acreage uh, being uh, underground tiled. And, and that allows the fields to dry. It allows the farmers to get in and plant the fields uh, quicker. And it prevents saturated soils, which limits growth and decreases yield. So it's a good production practice, but the unfortunate uh, sidebar to that is if nitrates get into that water that's being removed from the field in the underground tile, it's then carried to ditches, perhaps streams, and eventually into our major rivers. And all of Illinois eventually uh, makes its way down to the Gulf of Mexico, and as such, we're a contributor to the hypoxia zone uh, that takes place in the Gulf of Mexico. And we're trying to stop that. Sure, but it's Illinois and all the other states that border the river as well. Absolutely, yes. It's, it's all of the states uh, actually within the Mississippi uh, River watershed. But because Illinois, uh, the entire state, uh, drains into that watershed and the size of our state and the amount of our agriculture uh, cropland, uh, sadly, in this case, uh, we're number one in both nitrogen and phosphorus load uh, that's currently estimated uh, to go down the Mississippi. So it's really um, it's uh, it's really um, a strategy then for the farmer to, as I said, uh, you know, judge when to make those applications against when the crop is going to take it up, and then I guess maybe fingers crossed that we don't have the kind of uh, water events, rain events that uh, are going to cause that water to make it all the way down into the field tile. So Illinois agriculture has been very proactive in trying to solve this particular issue and we have a fertilizer checkoff uh, that takes 75 cents from every 
ton of fertilizer sold that goes toward research to try to remediate this issue. To date, over $10 million have been spent on research projects trying to come up with ways to decrease uh, this particular level. And we've come up with a number of things, including in-field projects where we make use of cover crops. We look at the timing of fertilizer applications. We also look at different sources as well as rates. We also have edge-of-field uh, opportunities. And with that, we're actually working on buffer strips along waterways. We're also looking at areas where we actually run the tile, uh, tile line uh, through an area that where we dig a hole and we put in wood chips that serves it as a trap uh, to catch the nitrates uh, before they actually go into uh, our water system. And then finally, we have out-of-field systems where we're looking at putting more acreage into perennial crops. And we found out that if you have a perennial crop, like a switchgrass or a bluegrass, literally the, the nutrients leaving are almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. So there's a number of projects underway. Yikes, and wow, and I'm glad to hear that the research is in progress, and I have seen a, a couple of those wood chip traps or whatever we're going to call them in place, and, and I, I kind of wondered what was going on, and that, that explains it. Um, so, as I said, farmers are very, uh, farmers really do know that they are the stewards of the land, I think, and they got to take care of not only the land, but the help in the waterway um, uh, safety in terms of nutrient load and things like that. So these these are all good things to hear about, and I appreciate uh, the fact that you can share them with us, Russ. Well, we're out of time, and I'm guessing I'll uh, I'll be waving goodbye to Russ for several weeks now, and I won't get to talk to him till after uh, planting season has occurred. Uh, appreciate the time you spent in the studio and sharing uh, what's going on in agriculture in Northern Illinois, Illinois. And, um, and points elsewhere, I guess, as it were. So, Russ, thank you very much. Uh, this has been Richard Henschel with Russ Higgins, and uh, I'll be back at least uh, with everybody next week.